0: Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Disney and Pixar's Elemental. I've been trying to fill my father's shoes, but I never once asked what I wanted to do. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Disney and Pixar's Elemental. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for letting us watch this movie early for review. If you are joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Now, joining me for today's Hot, wet, earthy, and airy. Review. Uh, he's always got his head in the clouds. He's Justin the Laurentium
1: Lawrence. Hello. How are you, Laurentium? That's uh, kind of like Lawrence. So yeah, man. You know, it's, do you know? It's... La- or
0: do you know what Laurentium is?
1: No name. You heard of tell it? Tell me what Laurentium is. You're
0: gonna love this because it sounds like something straight out of a Ninja Turtles comic. Laurentium is a radioactive metal. Discovered by the inventor of the cyclotron, <laughs> which is a device that I guess is used to discover radioactive elements. But I was just like I was trying to research elements that start with J. J isn't on the elemental table at all. No, uh, and let's, and you know I just thought it was interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't think J's deserve. To be on the elemental table. Oh, dang. Okay. okay?
0: Sorry to all our listeners who have J names. Uh, But as soon as I said J wasn't on the elemental table, he started shaking his head. Uh, He's got his head in the clouds, but it's a different kind of smoke. uh, And he knows a ton about the elements. He's Darcy, the Dubnium Hafnium Hudson.
2: Hello, hello, hello. hello. hello.
0: Do you know Dubnium? Do you know what that is? I don't know.
2: I was, I never, I I mean, I like science and all that stuff. The the lower half of the periodic (laughs) table is just... (laughs) Where we start to, to, to lose it, a synthetic and made-up elements and all that stuff. So yeah, I never got. more into the
0: natural elements of things. Yeah, the naturally occurring. Very cool. Sure. Well, I love you know this movie uh, features the naturally the classic elements. I think we would call them um, earth, and, wind, and uh, fire, bro. Earth, wind, and fire, and um, water, and <laughs> water. Don't leave water out of this. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask both of you before we before we dive in if you could choose to be an element in Element City. Hmm. Uh, which element would you want to be?
1: Well, I'm all for the self uh, pruning, so uh, I think that uh, <laughs> I think I'd probably be an earth, earth guy. Um, Just come over I'd... to your house one day, you're picking tomatoes off your head. I'm like, oh yeah, there's Justin. <laughs> so I think uh, I think that's a that's a fitting one for me. Um, I don't know. I, I I would I would I would
2: say I would I'm an earth guy. Okay. What about yourself, Darcy? Uh, I mean. You mentioned smoke. Air is the closest thing to smoke. I feel like I'd I'd enjoy that. Plus it seems like nothing can hurt them, which seems pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that works.
0: <laughs> that works. I like that. Yeah, true. Like how would you you just punch right through it, right? Like there's no way to Yeah. I don't know. Um I think for me, i I run way too hot to be a fire person. Like I've I've had to just before oh, we started you're, recording, you're I had water. to turn off all the fans here. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking air, but then I'm like, no, 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 water. Because if I was an Earth person, I think my build fits like an Earth person. But yes. I I don't like sand getting up in the crevasses, you know, in the crevasses,
2: Justin. You know, when specifically you get sand?
0: the asses.
2: Right? <laughs> the yeah, crevasses. Yeah. But I mean, you would just be sand. So would it, would be, it that be that, bad that right? Because then it wouldn't. Oh, you're just maybe. used to it. Everything's gritty everywhere.
0: That's
1: true.
2: Yeah. At
0: all Grittiness. times. <laughs> I'm not a gritty guy though. I like I like I, I think yeah, water. I would go with. I like the yeah. idea of like reshaping my body. Or just like floating like a big blob, like I think it'd
1: be great <laughs> when he dances um, in this movie. Oh my oh, god, that so was good. hilarious! <laughs> we'll talk about the
0: we'll talk about the dance. Um, but uh, just before we get to this review, I also wanted to qu- you know quickly announce something. You might be listening to this review before you've seen the movie, uh, but I know there's a lot of people that also listen to our spoiler free reviews after they've watched the movie. And you know while you're doing that, you're you're going down your water slides, right? Or you're cooking up on your fiery barbecues this summer. You might think. Oh, I wish I wish I could say something about this movie to the fine folks over at Geekcentric. Well guess what? Now you can. Our Discord is now open. We've got spoiler-filled channels for all the latest greatest movies and series, uh, as well as a place to chat about the latest news and trailers for movies, shows, video games, um, and and also a place to recommend things that you might uh, be enjoying and so much more. Check the link in the show notes to join us and let's keep chatting because honestly, there's so many geeky wonderful things happening. We are geek-centric and you can be All right, let me tell you what this movie is all about. Disney and Pixar's Elemental is an all-new original feature film set in Element City where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. The story introduces Ember, a tough, quick-witted, and fiery young woman uh, whose friendship with a fun, sappy, go-with-the-flow guy named Wade changes her beliefs about the world they live in. It's directed by Peter Sohn uh, and features the voices of Leah Lewis uh, and Mamadou Athi as Ember and Wade, respectively. Elemental releases on June 16th, 2023. And congratulations, if you're listening to this review, uh, to our giveaway winners across Canada um, for if you had the opportunity to to uh to, to to go check out this movie, um we hope you enjoyed it. Join our discord. let us know what you thought uh shortly and very soon after the movie comes out, we will be opening up a spoiler discussion channel uh, on that discord to talk about all the wonderful moments, all the jiggly moments uh with Wade and his dances um let's get right into this and and right off the bat, like this is a great Pixar movie Pixar um mm-hmm. Pixar has always been to me in an element of its own, uh, if you will. And this this is a great Pixar movie. And I, I think one thing that I never understand how they keep elevating is the look of their films. And this one right off the bat is so delightfully vibrant. It's colorful. It's charming. Um, and within the first, I'd say, minutes of this movie, they nail something that they just, they, they're so, they're masters at over at Pixar. And that's visual Storytelling. They give you everything you need to know about Element City and its inhabitants. I'd say within, again, within minutes of just watching the movie, you see how they're interacting with each other. You see uh, how, you know, just how the whole world kind of works. And yes. I was immediately swept up on it, as I'm sure you two are.
1: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was that was such a great way to get introduced to Elemental City is how the science of it works. It really does open up the 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 doors of the story that we're on, the journey that we're we're about to to embark on. Uh, you know, focusing on on Ember's parents and you mm-hmm. know uh, seeking refuge in in Elemental City. I think it's it's such a profound profound beginning but the animation is is absolutely stunning like you were saying it's it's groundbreaking uh you know peter stone and the entire team were were committed to bringing this world to life with with vibrant colors and fluid movements. You know, there's such a meticulous attention to detail, uh, creating, you know, here's my favorite buzzword, a visual spectacle. Um, I think the fact <laughs> Every that- Every review, visual yeah, spectacle. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a spectacle. I was in awe, and and, and like you said, right at the beginning and how we walk our, our way through Elemental City and we're, we're introduced to this world, I was in awe at, at yeah. that. I think it's it absolutely fascinating. And, you know, the fact that, that this movie had farms of computers to process the look of wade and ember yeah is nothing short of amazing it shows pixar's commitment as you said to evolve to 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 bring new elements into their fabric of of storytelling the characters come to life in this in this movie you know and and that's extended through the expressive facial animations or or the personality quirks that each character has and you know everything is crafted and it just captures the absolute wonder and and enchantment of this world in its animation it's it's beautiful
0: well, and I mean, think back to two thousand and one when Monsters Inc was coming out, right? Like, yeah. how do we animate hair and fur, right? And 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 these they different did a pretty textures. good jobs. They did a phenomenal job. It was yeah. that was groundbreaking at the time. Mm-hmm. And seeing this and seeing the fire like, laid with the water, oh my it's God. it's fantastic because they're not it to me. Like I watching this, I'm like, oh, they're not on like skeletal rigs. Like they have found a way to animate a character of fire and water. Uh, and just all the different citizens of Element, of Element City having their own way of moving, that. right? And, mm. and it's done in ways... It's funny because it's done in ways that you connect with and you would absolutely expect to see from air, from, you know, Earth. Earth yeah, but at the same stuff, time, yeah. seeing it on screen is so fantastic and so rewarding fire causing air balloons to float or water characters doing a literal wave uh, at an airball sports event is is hilarious and and expected. Uh, Darcy, did you did you find that the ways that these elements sort of intermingled with each other for your science brain? Did that did that do anything for you?
2: I mean, for sure, they were following, you know, our laws of physics while making up their own for this unique element city. But I think the way that they made these characters feel so dynamic and fluid and that their their attitudes are affecting the way that they are appearing on screen mm-hmm. to us, or even just when they're standing still, they're not really still because the fire's flickering or the water's flowing around. Just the dynamicness they brought to these characters was, was so cool. And every time, again, mesmerizing. Yeah. As soon as these characters come on the screen, you're drawn to how they move around and how they interact with each yeah. other. So yeah, the animation is yeah. incredible. And in it's, it's so, the animation with the
1: science, like
2: you said, Nate, like... You know, you
1: you referenced you know the way the fire burns, and you know how how the water jiggles and stuff. But even just the air, and like, there's a moment where air is used very inventively uh, to create a a protective cocoon, if you will. And I I thought that that was that was really cool, right? Like, again, it's just you know, it's bringing in the actual physics of what we would understand it. It makes sense, right? It it does make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think across the board, you know, this this balance between science and arts is, is very apparent in this movie.
0: Well, and I mean, I think it's, it like, you know, there's this, a moment where Wade, uh, his, the way his butt jiggles when he's, when he's cheering on the, the breakers and he's shouting toot toot, uh, is hilarious. Right. Or, or like, I think even just the way that they, um, there's moments where they use water, uh, And some shots framed in some really poetic ways as well to emphasize certain moments um, within, like, using reflections. And we talked about, like, I'm literally getting right back to Into the Spider-Verse because that movie still won't leave my mind. But the way that they use reflections there felt very similar here where it's so introspective, but at the same time it's very natural because it's happening within the the actual environment and even off of the characters in this movie. I think it's so beautiful. Again, going back to that idea of visual storytelling.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I also wanted to mention, um, it's Pixar. The little details, the Easter eggs that make me want to watch this movie over and over again to catch. Like, I love that they're on on like a date and one of the movies is Tide and Prejudice, right? It's so freaking good. Or Or just the ways that they can sort of... Like, I want to see more of this, like, cloud basketball, you know, air air ball or whatever it's called. I want to see more of that world. I'd love to see this. This brings me back to Zootopia where I I you know I, I want a short form series just like they did for Zootopia. Yeah. Give us that for Element mm-hmm. City. I would give love it. Give
1: me a give me a series of shorts with Claude. I think just Claude
0: was, Claude going on dates. Like just Claude
1: doing like speed dating. Or just dating. his life. Like was, yeah exactly speed dating or just just his life. Because he he, it, <laughs> so he was so funny. I think the the first little moments that we got with him was was absolutely hilarious.
2: I mean, again, the the world building that Pixar brings to their, their animated films is, is always so rich. And this movie Thoughtful definitely lives too. up to that yeah. hype because everything they're placing in here has a reason to be there, whether it's to flesh out the character of this random backstory or just build the world and, and introduce you to these different cultures and how they intermingle. Mm-hmm. It was, again, everything is done with purpose. And this movie highlights that to a, a point. Or a t- and they, I
0: find that they don't, yeah. even with like their side characters, they don't introduce these characters that you sort of go... You know, oh, um, he, they were there for a second. They're kind of inconsequential. They uh, inconsequential is the word I was going for. Um, <laughs> it's it's they introduce these characters, and we want to see more. Like Claude, played by Mason Wertheimer. It was fantastic he's so he's trying to hit on ember who is obviously like out of his league way older than him but he goes at it with such tenacity and confidence that you can't just help but love the guy um and it's just he's it's it's so fantastic but you know speaking of of these characters i think wade and ember i mean i i know for me i connected with wade so much i i love the the meta humor with him being so sensitive so supportive and and crying so much in a Pixar movie which for me it's a big deal if a movie can make me cry. And Pixar usually nails that. And yes, I did cry at least four times watching this movie. I don't think movie. it's that
1: big big of a deal that a movie makes you cry. It's just like <laughs> a movie is going to make you cry. But like, a Pixar movie at that point, it's always not competition. makes me cry. For sure. You um, go to Pixar for specifically the yeah. reason to cry.
0: And I love that Wade is transparent, both literally and figuratively. figuratively he yeah. never tries to hide his feelings. You can always see through him. And he's he's so... He's just... He's literally clear. well.
1: They're, yeah, their their personalities match their elemental side. Both Ember and Wade. Yeah. Right. Like she's super fiery and she's a bit of a rageaholic, and he's super sappy and and super squishy. And you know he's water, right? So it's great how they've imbued those those personalities into the elemental side, and it makes total sense. And I I also think that both Wade and Ember are are very well developed and extremely relatable. You know, I think Peterson has done a remarkable job of breathing life and personality into both of these characters and, and giving them depth and authenticity. And, you know, Ember and Wade serve as the anchor to this story. And, you know, I think Leah Lewis and Mamadou Ati, uh, they were perfect voices. Oh, yeah, I think Fantastic. Leah is absolutely mm-hmm. a firecracker that brings the rage and, you know, uh, Mamadou was charming and delightful, and extremely heartwarming. And I think they just brought such depth to them. And you know, the two are on such a, a journey of self-discovery, which I just think is filled with love, charm, and humor, with their own personalities and their own individual hopes, dreams, and and flaws. I think that this movie doesn't hide the fact that both have flaws in, yeah. in a lot of ways, and they they kind of see those flaws through their their relationship with one another. I don't know. I found myself rooting for for these characters, and as you know, just wanting to see them grow and wanting to see their relationship grow so
0: well i think that's the thing with with pixar is it and we say this all the time they always cast such a wide net in Mm -hmm. terms of the the sort of ways that they want people to connect with these characters and so if you can connect with the the immigrant story of of ember's life of of being you know sort of a a second generation uh to her parents um, who've moved to Element City, you know, or or maybe you know, I know for myself, I, I don't fully necessarily connect with that, but I do connect with her uh, experiences in retail and her experiences of customer support and how frustrating the the people can get uh, in your life. I I completely connect with that, and I think I think you know it's 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 really intriguing to sort of see how this movie um, handles all of these different. Again, we use the word "immigrant" elements, um, but does it so masterfully in a way that, again, picks our storytelling. I, I think that's,
1: I think that's another meta level to the the title, though, right? Is is all of the elements that are at work here, not just right. literally, but like figuratively, in the sense of as you described, like an immigrant story with a story of someone who's, you know, I, get, I think very much the opposite of that. That doesn't that has been given a lot right. of privilege, right, in relation to that. Um, yeah, I think that that's that's all why this movie works really, really well. Yeah, and I think Ember's parents, uh,
0: Bernie, who she calls Afsha, or Ashfa, and her mom, Cinder, are also really great in this. I mean, again, they get to be characters of their own. They're not just sitting back and letting the movie happen around them. But they're also, like, I think it's really easy for a lot of movies like this to vilify the parents in in these situations like i'm not saying uh, like pixar movies necessarily do this but i I, there are a lot of movies that are kind of trying to follow this similar themes and storyline that really do make the parents out to kind of be the the bad characters um and i love that they didn't i love that both of these people are so lovable the entire time at no point in time did i dislike them um for any of their decisions or their actions uh, and by the end of this movie, you're gonna want to hug your parents or your or the people that take care of you or your you know just your family and friends around you. Like, it reminded me a lot of Coco in that sense, it, with its messaging on legacy and whose path do you follow? Do you honor your parents? Do you honor your family? Do you chart your own path uh, and hope they support you? And I think I think this movie absolutely nails that. But then it throws in the rom com as well, which <laughs> how could you sure. not love?
1: I think the parents though felt very much like the typical. Uh, parent situation that you would see from rom-com style story like this, though, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they have different hopes and desire for their child who clearly wants to carve her own path, but is exploring what that looks like. Right. And, you know, they serve to kind of be the reminder of her past and and how, what she needs to be, res- you know, how she needs to respect her past, you know, and I think that that's a lot of what the messaging behind Ember's parents is, is to appreciate where you came from, to understand, what your parents have done and, and given. And, and that, that and for a lot of immigrant families is the truth, mm-hmm. right? They've, you know, come with their culture, their identity. So they've, they're building something new. And that's very much the burden that Ember is sort of carrying in this movie. But what's great is, as you said, they're not villains. They're not perceived as villains. They are, you know, very much characters that are there to help ember along in her personal journey and her development
0: and i think to encourage kids to maybe ask their parents you know what where did you come from what is your history how do we how do we go from because i i think the other thing about it too is yes this is a kid's movie but it's also a movie for everyone and i'm i'm thinking back to that age of when i realized oh my gosh my parents were kids at one point you know what i mean and, and wanting to explore those ideas and those 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 thoughts and those those conversations
2: Mm-hmm. I really like the parents in this movie. Again, like you said, they're not vilified, and, and a lot of the like a lot of Ember's decisions come from her love of family and wanting to do right by them. Yeah, I she think has that's respect really cool. Them, is that yeah. she was never she was never wanting to, like not wanting to be have anything to do with her family They were always a very much an important part of her life and and why she's doing what she's doing so it was really neat to see how that aspect didn't change at all but how she went about doing right by her family did so it was a really enjoyable movie and refreshing in that sense because like you said they weren't vilified you you did root for them just as much as you were rooting for Ember and Wade so again they, they they really took their time creating the parent characters and I love them And thank more,
0: goodness so. this wasn't a straight up Disney movie or they'd probably just be dead let's be honest (laughs) Um, but you know I think this is absolutely a rom-com I think both in good ways and for me one way that narratively didn't fully work but the fact that Pixar is exploring a genre like this that is usually reserved for older audiences and then bringing it in a package that everyone can enjoy I think is absolutely fantastic and I really hope they continue to explore different genres that they can add their their (laughs) Pixar-ness to if you if you you know if you get my drift, yeah.
1: Well, I think it's it's kind of the 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 signature of of how do you make your studio grow, right? And it right. is finding ways to do these these genre mashups. You know, we've seen the success with something like Andor with Star Wars, right? We, earlier on, it, it was it was the MCU that was doing it, leading up to you know Infinity War and Endgame. They were right. constantly shifting with genres and giving you different vibes. And I think that that's that's kind of how you get longevity. And how you can build out your story so that they don't feel so cookie cutter, but they have elements that are, you know, uh, nostalgic reminders for, you know, and, and enchanting reminders for from other f- film genres that we know and love. So I mm. think that that's that's how you have to have to kind of look at it. And I'm I'm happy Pixar is, is you know with with Elemental, they're looking at it that way. They're they're blending in a lot of those elements because it does feel like a lot of the sequences of of events in this movie are so typical to the romantic comedy genre you know what i mean like they they just in the way that they they kind of flow so um yeah, that could be a positive, that could be a negative, depending on how you look at it. I saw it as a benefit because at least it, it just, it knew what it was trying to do. It knew the story mm-hmm. that it was telling.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember walking out of that movie with you, Justin, first thing I said was that was the best rom-com I've seen in a while because they, they nail all those rom-com tropes in such a delightful and refreshing way that it, it felt new despite yeah. kind of knowing where the story exactly. was going, you were engaged the yeah. entire time. And I think that's because they, they, they knew how to bring their Pixar you know, life and vibrance into a rom-com story. And I That's I like it. how when you meet the parents, it's like, oh, here's the parents that, you know, want a life for her that's the same mm-hmm. as theirs.
1: You know who the parents are and what they're going to signify in the outcome of the story. And I
0: also want to shout out, just while we're continuing to talk about the things we, we really enjoyed in the movie, I, I want to shout out Ari Leff and Thomas Newman, yeah. cousin of Randy Newman, uh, for the music. the the The, mu- the music in this movie is so original and so calming at the same time, which you would think like calming is like, you know, what you'd expect. Like it would be something that you would expect and like, Oh, I'm in a safe space because this is, I'm nostalgic for this music or whatever, but this was so different, but still soothing. And they're using sounds in ways that I, I didn't ever, I don't think I've ever heard before. And, and I love how it's different depending on what part of element city that you're in. They, they, they're very much like sort of creating, you know, not just the the visual understanding or visual culture, but the the auditory uh, culture as well. Which is yeah, super
1: awesome. it's it's the music is a symphony of delight. So good, beautifully captures. Mm-hmm. I think the cultural tapestry of elemental city drawing inspirations from our own world our own diverse cultural world i think the choices of melodies and rhythms it just adds like you sense a calming serene feel that makes you feel welcomed and and you know absorbed in the world there's there's a variety of instruments and styles that you know i'm pretty sure i heard of some sitar in there at some points Um, but then there's some hip-hop and some very modern style music you know, it can be lively and it can be energetic, but I don't know. Like I think it's the soulful melodies and, and the soft, serene moments that really resonated with me emotionally. And I think the music just, in a lot of ways, it's the it's the way that, like you said, Nate, that you you, you see what they're doing visually with with the representation of culture and identity through elements. The music is just that parallel that runs with it to help affirm that and just add that layer an extra layer of confidence of this movie knows what it's doing when it's talking about all of these things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think it's, it's just another element. Uh, if you, just, every listen, if you're listening to this, go back and re-listen to this, but then have a, have a shot of water every time. Now people aren't getting enough water these days. <laughs> no, have do a sh-
1: fireball. Do have, a fireball. No, no, listen, listen, kids. We're trying to. this is for kids.
0: Um, even though we said crevasses earlier. Um, listen let's just quickly if there is anything that didn't work for you we'll we'll quickly shout it out here I, again there's not a ton that didn't work for me there was one aspect to the the sort of the narrative structure for me i think i think the third act i think the pacing feels uh, a bit too traditional rom-com for mm-hmm. me. It kind of rushes to the finish like I think a lot of rom-coms do. And I think it would have been a little more impactful to have stayed in the emotional space that they introduced in the second act a bit longer just to help the ending sort of hit more. Yeah. But I I totally also understand at the same time they're working with a kid's movie time budget here, right? This isn't a three-hour Oscar bait movie. We praised Mario for being shorter. God. This is an hour and 42 minutes. And I'm sure they had to make some sacrifices for throwing in some unnecessary stuff for the kids in the middle that was, you know, more important than, than something like what yeah. we would appreciate in terms of, like, pacing. I think, uh, I, think I, I, it, yeah. I, I think you know, it, it's something I noticed and and it it made the ending not work as well for me. That said, as I mentioned, I, I still cried a bunch, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think like you said,
1: the, the, in the middle, there's some really um, great emotional stuff that might not necessarily speak to kids. It'll give them an awe moment, but I think it really does speak to the older audience yeah. a little bit more because they, they can understand the self-referential aspects of it. But yeah, I think that pacing... It does feel rushed towards the end. I, I will agree, um, and I think a lot of that, like you said, you, you nailed it on the head there. It, it's it. This is understanding who the audience is for, right? Um, and I think getting to that quick resolution uh, was almost something that they needed to do, given the structure of the movie is, and and it is for a movie for kids, just like we said about Mario, right? Like a lot of people criticized Mario for not, I guess, going the distance with the story and keeping it really flat and simple. But it's for kids, and that movie did really, really well in grabbing that—you know—a a very big audience. And um, I think that m- could be the advantage to this movie: uh, is that it—it it doesn't, in—in it, in a lot of ways, it's—it's very direct in what it's what it's trying to say.
2: Mm hmm I, I do agree that, that that the third act does kind of change up the pace a bit, and it doesn't follow up what we got in the second act, but again, the characters are so engaging that I was still finding myself okay with the fact that we were glossing over some parts to get to the end there, and again, maybe it's because I, I do like rom-coms and how they always get to that happy ending really quickly, but... This movie, again, just because the characters in the world is so dynamic and fresh, it was I, I didn't mind it as much that that was the the contrived ending that kind of we were expecting to get from a rom-com.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, again, it's it's one of those things where when we do these reviews, again, us being geek-centric, we're going to be reviewing a lot of stuff that is aimed maybe towards a younger audience um, and to all audiences, but t- towards a younger audience as well. And I think it's just the idea of we will recognize these things, but hopefully with the caveat that you understand that... We're all, you know, 30-somethings. I think, Darcy, you're 30-something, right? Uh, we're all 30-somethings, <laughs> you know, talking about these movies. So we can. I think we can understand and acknowledge it from a filmmaking perspective, but also at the same time, uh, there's, some, there's some leeway that we like to give some of these movies because of, uh, because of the, you know, who, again, who they're aimed for. Um, but uh, let's get to our overall thoughts and final score for this movie, which we're going to be rating on a scale of 1 to 5. Get, re- get your drinks ready, your fireballs, I guess. Uh, one to five elements. <laughs> and Darcy, I'm going to have you kick us off.
2: Again, this is a, a great Pixar movie. I, I always find myself enjoying Pixar movies while, you know, trying to judge them uh, as movies and not so much as the disney diehard that i i am but this one really worked in a lot of ways that i i enjoyed again the the pixar spin on the rom-com was really fresh and exciting and then the world they gave us being so vibrant and, and rich of culture and culture and just it makes me want to go back for more like you were saying nate i want shorts or something returning to this world because there's so much potential there for some really fun visual storytelling and just emotional storytelling t- as well. So this one is easily getting a four out of five elements for me because I would highly recommend it to anyone checking it out because it's a fun rom-com that happens to involve, you know, water and fire, opposites attracting, and everything that comes from that is so delightful.
1: So good. So good. Justin. Uh, yeah, dude, I- I'm with you. Elemental is great. It's it's incredible ability to seamlessly blend a rom-com style story with a heartwarming coming-of-age journey in a diverse world of cultures is, is simply magical. It beautifully captures the essence of self discovery and celebrates the richness of our own global tapestry. I think a huge shout out, obviously to Peter Sohn and the entire Pixar team for their commitment and the passion to bring this movie to life, because it's clear this was a meaningful film that they very much put themselves into wholeheartedly. Um, as we mentioned, uh, the film showcases stunning animation and brings everything of Elemental City to life. Uh, The colors, the attention to detail, it's it's incredible. The characters of Ember and Wade are well-developed and relatable and so charming and delightful and on top of that the music beautifully captures the cultural tapestry of both elemental city and our own world and now i know that there's valid criticism for the pacing of the story or how themes are handled i admire this film and its ability to be direct with its message and know its audience it's this isn't only a film for kids and families this is a film for those who come from immigrant families and i think there's no point in beating around the bush you know, mincing your words, speak your truth and tell your story. That's what Elemental is all about. So I'm giving it four out of five elements.
0: I'm glad there's not, there wasn't like a side story of beating around the bush. One of these characters (laughs) in there just constantly. Um, This movie is, as we were all saying, it's entertaining. It's heartfelt. It's going to make you cry. It's a rom-com for all ages. Uh, And Pixar makes that work, which is so cool. Uh, It's delightfully inventive. It's vibrant. The movie is funny. We didn't even like. The movie is really funny at at times, and I, 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 I chuckled a whole bunch. Oh, man. chuckling all over. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't say that this for me is is a tier Pixar, but it is certainly close. I think it's a bit messy in its pacing, like we were saying. I think the jokes might be a little too on the nose for for older audiences, but Pixar knows how to craft these stories that can reach out and touch everyone while at the same time teach everyone. And I think it the movie provides some much needed perspectives within their storytelling. Um, I think you absolutely need to see this with the people that are closest to you, not just kids, parents, other adults, grandparents, because this movie's message, I think, will spark conversations that need to be had and should be had around diversity and legacy and how you know i think the the biggest thing that i took away from this movie is everyone grows up in different ways with different values that need to be respected and and i think that was a uh, kind of the the biggest message at least that i got uh, out of mm-hmm. this movie and i i love how much you know I've only read and seen interviews with Peter son uh, haven't had the chance to meet him um, but you know seeing how much of himself from what I've read and seen is put into this movie you can tell it comes from such an authentic place and I think that's beautiful and I think that's how all movies should be made, really. Um, yeah, I had a absolute blast with this movie. The fourth time I cried in this movie um, was literally at the end of the credits. There's a beautiful message dedicated to Peterson's parents, uh, and I won't read it off. I, I want you to read it. I, you know, I want you to read it for yourself, and and you can cry and leave the theater blubbering like I like I was. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give this the same number of times it made me cry. Four out of five elements, uh, and that is it for our review of Elemental. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, and if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this movie, uh, did it make you cry? Does your butt jiggle like Wade's does? Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Maybe don't write in about that. Uh, but if you want to write into the show with your thoughts, uh, let me just funnel you into a tube so you can flow over to Justin, and he can let you know how you can reach us. Well, they can reach us Goodness. at
1: WeAreGeekCentric <laughs> at gmail.com. That's WeAreGeekCentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at GeekCentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric.
0: Toot, toot. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, including our spoiler-free reviews for Flame and Hot transformers rise of the beasts spider-man across the spider-verse which we also have a spoiler filled discussion uh, out for as well uh we have our spoiler free review for season one of american born chinese another really fantastic story talking about legacy uh and an immigrant story really really yeah. good stuff uh disney's the little mermaid and guardians of the galaxy volume three we also have a ton of other interviews out now uh or interviews out now like our recent interview with sophie thatcher from the boogeyman as well as our upcoming interview with the director of this very movie, I was kind of teasing it earlier. I didn't get to sit down and meet Peter Stone, but Justin, uh, mm-hmm. you did. Anything you want to tease about that interview?
1: I've kind of teased it in in this uh, review. Uh, you know, Peter shared a lot about uh, how, what he brought personally to this movie and what the team brought, uh, and I think that you you see it in this movie the love and attention that went to telling this story. Um, so yeah, the interview was the interview is great. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to sharing it with everyone uh, later this week.
0: Very cool. You can catch those interviews, uh, that interview, and those other interviews here on your podcast service of choice, or over on YouTube at youtube.com/slash/geekcentric, uh, and make sure to subscribe so you can keep up with all the geeky goodness we've got coming at you. The summer of movies continues. The hot, hot geek summer. Uh, as I like to keep calling it, although no one else will name. acknowledge it. I, you, I call Justin. it the hot geek
1: summer. Yeah, I, I don't. I called it, I
0: referred to it in another episode. Say, I'm, like, I'm not it's saying it's the geek wet geek summer. geek summer or the whatever. Um, no, hot
1: geek summer, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we've got so much more to look forward to, including our coverage of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with possibly an interview with some of the cast from that movie uh, and our upcoming review for Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson film, um, as well as our upcoming Watch Club, We've got another watch club coming up for Secret Invasion. We've got so, so much, like already done so much, and we've got so much more uh, coming down the pipe. That was another water reference. Uh, Justin, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this fiery, watery review. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Peace.